Yeah, Andrew, that's right. We have our assistant track manager um, who lives in Victoria, uh, in Wodonga. Um, he's not allowed to um, come to our track and he, he could easily get a uh, work permit, which he's done in case of the rule changes. But uh, Racing New South Wales rules state that he can't actually come to the track and anyone else that um, lives in Victoria, even if they're able to get a work permit, can't come to the track and, and be around our training facilities um, and or our race day office um, track or track work. We certainly understand the reasons why, and that's just the, the, the safety and protocol, so we're not questioning that. But it's just, again, um, unfortunately, uh, if we were chatting to you, Steve Heatherton, manager of a motel in Albury or a bakery, and your assistant track manager was living in Wodonga that came to work for you in the bakery, that would be different. But because he's coming to a race club, he can't. Yeah, that's, that's right. And you're spot on. It would be the case if we were running another business. I, I suppose the... Now, the big point is that Racing New South Wales have done an amazing job, as have Racing Victoria, in keeping our um, participants um, free of COVID and and keeping racing going. So, I think the you know I think the right decision was made. We're disappointed uh, that that's the case, but the right decision has been made in the safety of the industry, for the safety of the industry. And you know, uh, it could be short term, it could be longer term. We're not sure. It is hard. It's hard on our our worker. It's hard on us. But uh, at the end of the day, we've got to protect the industry, and if that's what we have to do, um, we'll support that. Now, Steve, we have a lot of racing administrators listening to us, of course, because we are the racing station. So you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but it is intriguing because you've got a situation there, an employee that works for your club, a New South Wales business, but he lives in Victoria, so he can't go to work. Now, under JobKeeper, I think the whole club at Albury would have to go under that situation, not just one worker. But what happens to him, given that he can't attend his workplace, but for, it might be months before he can? Uh, are you able to explain to our listeners um, what you can in terms of what happens there as, a, as an employee? Yeah, we'll, we'll continue to pay him. So um, that's, I'm, I'm okay to um, say that. There's no problems with Joe as far as him probably sourcing some other work in Wodonga, um, and Joe's indicated that he'll try and do that. Um, JobKeeper obviously helps us out for sure, um, but we'll continue to pay him for as long as we can. Um, that, that may change at some stage, but at this stage we'll continue to pay Joe because at the end of the day he's done nothing wrong. He's sitting there and he needs the money as well. So um, yeah, it's, a, it's a strange case, but we'll do what we can to support him. Yeah, it is very unique in itself. Um, we had the situation at Echuca with Gary Armstrong he lives in Moama and so on. Do you, do you know if there are any other equivalent cases across the border regions in racing, not trainers and, and riders, but just administrators? Or, well, I don't. Um, I, I imagine Cora would have some issues as well with their race day. Um, but Cora's got one in about three weeks uh, race day, and that may change as well. But um, we're hopeful here in Albury that the COVID cases uh, are clear up in, in a couple of weeks and. Um, and then we've got zero cases here, and maybe Racing New South Wales might re- review that policy. Now, I mentioned we spoke to Steve Wright, the club manager of Wodonga that lives in Albury. He mentioned to us no problem driving to Wodonga Racetrack. When he turns around, he's got the clearance, but it's still taking a long, long time, fully understandable, the, the checkpoints. Uh, one thing you've saved, Joe, maybe, is uh, a lengthy car trip because you're in Albury. Can you explain to us the scenes at the border in recent days, and what's that like? Because um, I'm gathering, where, where's your racetrack in relation to the border? You're you away from any of the roadblocks and all that, or? Um, we are. We're closely located to the, the airport. So, interestingly enough, I, I had a day off today and took my boys fishing and had to go through a checkpoint. 
which was on the New South Wales side. Uh, but mind you, we only just put the boat in, in on the Albury side, and and that was fine. But the the actual checkpoint was located, you know, about well probably 15 k's or five k's somewhere in between there. So had to go through the checkpoint. It wasn't too bad. There was about six cars lined up uh, in the morning, and then the afternoon when we came back, uh, I got through um, a second car. So not not too big an issue. I believe it's getting better, um, but no doubt across the causeway, the main the main crossing where we get 50,000 cars crossing uh, both ways or even north or south um, it's it's difficult and there's no there's no easy fix to it it is, is what it is and um, they'll get better at it and um, the procedures will get better but I think people just have to put up with it at this stage. We're chatting to Steve Heatherton, uh, club manager Aubrey Race Club, obviously it's a topical point and uh, all of the situation with the COVID and border closures he just mentioned there that uh, his assistant track manager lives in Wodonga, so can't attend the race club, can't go to work, so uh, still being paid his wage and being looked after, but just one of the anomalies of the situation. We fully understand that. We're not criticising it. We're just explaining uh, the protocols. Um, Mitch Beer, the high-profile trainer at your club, of course, he relocated some of his staff. Um, did the club have anything to do with that, and, and can you explain that? Oh, it was very interesting because Mitch and I were on the phone when the news broke, um, I, I heard um, the, the news on the radio um, and I informed Rich, I, uh, Mitch, I actually put the phone up to the, the radio on the computer so he could hear what was going on and then within minutes he was off the phone and, and organising what he had to do. But um, we haven't had anything to do with that. Um, there's been a lot of trainers. There, there are some trainers that actually um, that have jobs. They're, they're part-time trainers that... Um, venture into Victoria, so there's some truck drivers and um, and people that work in factories in Wodonga, and they're now unable to train their horses at our at our uh, stable as well. So there's a lot of people that have um, been put out. Um, again, it's oh, I understand what racing South Wales is trying to achieve, and we support them on this. So it's been difficult for a lot of people. Mitch, um, in particular, has a lot of staff there, so that's been um, difficult for him, and I'm sure a financial burden as well. So hopefully... Um, these cases in Albury clear sooner rather than later. Uh, Victoria seems to get things under control sooner rather than later, and then hopefully some restrictions will ease around now. Um, people in racing in Albury. Steve, do you have an opinion? I mean, it's hard enough at the moment to work out what to do. There was talk that the border should be closed below Wodonga. Then there was talk maybe if things got out of hand, it would be closed above uh, Albury. The common sense thing, I guess, is you've got a river, you've got a clear border. It doesn't confuse anyone, unless you're talking about that old joke when people used to say at the dinner table, if someone fell in the river and died, which side did they die and so on. But in honesty, is this the best scenario, do you think? I do. I would hate to see the, um, the, the well, the, the blockades go further north. And I think that would really disadvantage Albury as well. Um, you know, we are part of New South Wales, and I think if you start doing that, you start to segregate us just for having one, two or three cases and, and the fact that we're on the border. And now, it's not um, the border or the residents of Aubrey-Wodonga um, fault here. This is the job um, New South Wales government have to do and do it well. So, you know, I'd hate to see Aubrey suffer any more um, and put restrictions on us by moving the border and, and not allowing us to move anywhere as well. So uh, everyone's trying to do the right thing. There is a family that um, has COVID here in Albury at the moment, who one of them ventured into Melbourne, I'm told. But, yeah, I, I hope the border crossing um, 
regulations to stay where they are and there's no movement at all because I think it would really hurt Albury even more so. And just finally, um, it's quite amazing. I mean, we, the things we learned, I didn't realise there were, I think it's 55 crossings in terms of river. It, it, it's the things that we learned, the, the constant uh, repetitive nature of some of the news reports. Um, quite amazing. Uh, uh, nothing to do with racing, but Steve, um, whether it's the BBC or CNN or World News Organisations, um, and I can see the Chukamoam is getting coverage as well, but uh, I'm sure millions of people now know where Albury and Wodonga are across the world that didn't a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was funny. My son said to me today, he said, Albury's becoming famous, Dad, uh, based on this uh, this scenario. So um, it is. It's um, A lot more people will know about the Albury-Wodonga and, um, and how closely they work together. Uh, but it's always difficult with uh, Victoria and, and New South Wales and restrictions, and, and this is a perfect scenario where it has been difficult. And, but... Um, yeah, it's it's been amazing that um, you know 55 border crossings. I'm sure most people didn't know that. And when you think about it, just in Albury um, alone, very close here, there's three. Then you get down to Cora, there's a few. So uh, it's a big job for police. And there was, I think, there was a half a dozen police lined up today. The block blockade I went through, but um, they're doing a great job. And I think everyone's fairly patient in, in what's going on around here. But hopefully, um, as we say that. We're famous for some other things rather than the blockade. Yeah, I'd be disappointed down the track if a pub uh, trivia night doesn't have that question down the track. How many river crossings are there between Victoria and New South Wales? Mind you, everyone might know the answer. Just finally, you got a meeting August the 18th. Uh, you had one a few weeks ago. So just luck of the draw for one of a better term that the way your dates are fallen, that gives you time to settle in, work out what's going, clearances, travel and so on. Um, better than having a meeting as we speak this week, or I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had the we had the meeting penciled in for Tuesday, um, but that got moved to Wagga based on what's just happened. So the the meeting was set for July 14th. That's been moved to Wagga for COVID safety reasons. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's um, obviously we're disappointed to lose a meeting, but I think the right decision's been made there. Given we've had some new cases in Albury and we need to get that under control. So that's um, that's disappointing that we, we're going to lose another meeting. We've had some bad luck over sort of recent years, but again, we'll live to fight another day. Like you say, we're August 18th. Uh, that gives us a bit more time now, and hopefully these cases clear up and we're back to racing and having our members and owners and uh, and a bit of the public back as well. It's a very serious topic, but thanks for taking the call, Steve. Very interesting stuff. I'm sure a lot of our racing audience, our listeners, whether they're public or those in the industry, just uh, some of the things they've heard from you today are, are very specific and, and uh, uh, important to know and uh, very informative. Thanks for joining us. All the best going forward, Steve. We'll speak again. Thanks, Andrew.